Hi, everyone. Um, and I apologize for our technical difficulties here. Anyhow, I, I, it sort of goes with what's gone on this past year. And, you know, I was thinking, and it's really unbelievable, that a year ago today we sent our Patriots team plane to China to try to expedite the delivery of a million 200,000 respirator masks. And, and then, you know, I'm pretty proud. We were the first site in the Northeast to be a license to give vaccinations. And as of today, we've given more than 300,000 vaccinations at our site. And a lot of our fans have gotten them. And I've gotten some beautiful letters from people, how it's impacted their lives and their psyches. And I just thought of my sweetheart, Myra, and she thought it was a little nuts when I paid so much for the team that was losing money. And I told her that if we did a good job, we would be able to impact our community in ways that just giving a donation couldn't happen. And so I hope she's smiling right now. And I hope we all have a much better year. And I truly hope that we um, have our herd immunity so we have a full stadium and get back to normal. Okay. Okay, we're going to open up for questions. First question is going to be Alan Siegel, followed by Phil Perry. Hi, Bob. Happy Passover. Um, you talked earlier to Peter King and mentioned that you, the Quotes had not coming up with so much capital before. I'm wondering, since the team has always spent near the, um, the cap line anyway, is this just a year that there was the perfect storm, Bob, of you having enough cap space to, to spend money with the need to having to bring players in? Well, um, I think this is a unique time. Um, you know, I, I think I said previously, we've never been in a position where we have spent the kind of money in free agency that we did this year. I think if there was ever a year to do it, um, this would be the year because we move quickly. Uh, and instead of having 10 or 12 teams compete against us for free agents, there were only two or three. And I think our personnel department uh, did an outstanding job in uh, setting the priorities. We moved quickly, and we also had the advantage of being uh, in, a, in the unique position of having, I think it was, I think we're number three, possibly two, in cap space, and we moved quickly, and um, I really hope it makes a difference. I'm excited about this upcoming season. And I'll follow up with, an, with one quick one, uh, Bob. Yesterday, uh, Roger Goodell said he hoped to have uh, full stadiums this year with fans in. Have you been in touch at all uh, behind the scenes with Governor Baker and have any kind of understanding whether uh, you'll be able to have a lot more fans um, than, than what we're seeing now at Fenway Park and TD Garden? Well, 
um, our organization has worked with the state, and um, like I said, um, I think we I, the more the other sites, if if we could get more supply here, we could do up to ten thousand uh, vaccinations a day, or three hundred thousand. We could do, you know, a million and a half people before our season would either start. So. We just need supply of product as well as the other sites. And if that happens, we should have herd immunity. And um, I hope our people in the government sector can see it that way. Thanks, Bob. Uh, next question, Phil Perry, followed by Mike Reese. Hi, Robert. Thanks for doing this. My uh, question is a little bit of a follow-up to Alan's first question. Obviously, the team is very aggressive in investing in the roster around the quarterback position this month. Do you believe that the level of investment the team has made in the quarterback position specifically, be it financially or in draft capital, has been enough to make this team as competitive as you want it to be? I'm sorry, you said in the quarterback? I, I, admit, I couldn't hear clearly. Could you repeat the question, please? Sure. Do you believe, Robert, that the, the level of investment that the team has made in the quarterback position has, has been enough to make this team as competitive as you want? I think of all the total guarantees, you know, contractually that were handed out this month. I, I, I understand. Yeah. Quarterback spot. Well, look, um, I think uh, we, we um, have uh, – you know, we, we have a situation where we have, you know, at this point in time, um, we're trying to do what the best thing for us is. And, um, you know, I think in fairness to Cam, I'm not sure he had the proper weapons around him last year. And then he got COVID and there were a lot of things that happened and, I don't know that Jared has ever really gotten a fair shot, so we we have to wait and see what happens, and then we still have the draft. So there are a lot of things that can occur. You you know when you're doing business, you you can wave a magic wand, but you're looking to try to get the best value and balance a lot out, and I think they've done pretty well with that. It's, it's obviously an important position, Robert, and I'm just curious. I mean, would you like for there to be a more well-defined plan? Would you be okay with it if the team did something drastic, say, in the draft, just to have a more well-defined plan, maybe long-term plan at that position? Well, we, we all know long-term, you know, we, um, um, we have to find a way either Jared Stidham or – someone new we bring in, but, you know, this, this isn't something where you get algebraic formulas. Uh, we got, you know, think of all the uh, personnel whizzes who passed for six rounds on Tom Brady in 2000 or 99, whichever. Um, and, you know, uh, no one knows what's going to happen. So, we we have to balance everything. Look, the quarterback is the most 
important position on the team. We know that. He touches the ball over 70 times a year. And so one way or another, we have to get that position solidified. Thank you. Next question, Mike Reese, followed by Karen Garigian. Robert, uh, mentioning Tom, um, watching him win a Super Bowl, but with a different organization, um, did that lead, or how, how did that lead to any feelings of regret, if any, from you that he and the Patriots didn't stick together longer? Well, um, look, I, I would have loved to him for him to have retired as a patriot, that was, everybody knew that. And, but in life, things just happen in a way that you have to balance a lot of things. After 20 years, I thought he was entitled to make a decision that was what he thought was best for him and where he was. And, you know, we gave him the ability to do that. And... Um, you know, it's like marriages sometimes. No one knows on the outside everything going on, and you try to balance a lot. And, um, you know, it, it, it is what it is. And, and looking back, Robert, do you, do you wish maybe that you made different decision on the team side to not give him that option, um, given the way it's unfolded? Well... After 20 years with any player, I'll make this commitment to any player in the future. Anyone who spends 20 years with us and helps us go to win six Super Bowls, we're, gonna, we're not going to keep – look, we could have contract-wise kept him, you know, under um, – in our camp, but it, it's just it's not the right thing, and um, – you know, uh, naturally, we, we want to win, but who knows what would have happened if he stayed here. Um, you know, you look what happened at the end of his last season here. Uh, next question, Karen Garigian, followed by Mark Daniels. Hi, Robert. Thank you for taking the time. Nice to talk to you, Karen. Uh, I'm just wondering if if things turn out, you know, after the draft and so on, uh, if Cam Newton winds up being your starter, uh, would you be comfortable with the offense in his hands going forward? Well, look, um, I Cam is a terrific guy. I really enjoyed getting to know him last year. I'll tell you this. Players on the team in the locker room really love the guy. And uh, so in the end, I trust Coach Belichick's ability to build a team and put the right players in the best position to succeed. You know, over the last couple decades, he's, he's done okay. So when I'm privileged to have good managers anywhere in the world, you know, we're in over 100 countries, we give those people autonomy, and we let them do their thing. Thank next you. Question, Mark. Next question, Mark Daniels, followed by Tom Kern. Thanks, Stacey. Uh, hey, Robert, thanks for taking the time. Um, you know, Robert, on, 
on Jared Stidham, obviously we, we haven't gotten to know Jared all that well. Just what have you learned about Jared over the course of his two years with you there in Foxborough? Well, I, look, I think he's a great young man, and I know that he's eager to compete and look uh, for an opportunity to play. Uh, one thing I liked is he's uh, showed great initiative in putting this uh, workouts together on his own out in California. I don't know how public that is, and if you follow him on social media, I guess you could see it. But a bunch of the guys went out there and did that. And um, I'm not sure he's really been tested. So um, I, I'm very a big fan of his. Thank you. Next question, Tom Kern, followed by Greg Bedard. Hey, Robert. Thank you for the candor. And thanks for taking the time. Um, I wanted to ask you, your team, absolutely, over the two decades, really, your team had so much success in being a homegrown team that built internally, retained players, and did such a great job through the draft. Really, the flurry two weeks ago was related to not, it's kind of a store-bought team in that, in this edition. And some of that probably is traceable back to the fact that the drafts have not been as good. What internally have you guys been able to diagnose as the reasons the draft wasn't as good? Or was it just a byproduct perhaps of, you know, the, the window with Tom Brady and decisions made there? Is there anything that you can point your finger on with some of the homegrown talent that didn't come in in the last five or six years? Well, that's a good question. And look, in the end, if you want to have a good, consistent winning football team, you can't do it in free agency. You have to do it through the draft because that's when you're able to create, get people of great talent, whether it's Willie McGinnis or Tom Brady, you get them at a price where you can build a team and be competitive. Once they get to their first contract, if they're superstars, you can only balance so many of, of them. And so, really, the teams who draft well are the ones who will be consistently good. I don't, I don't know that – I don't feel we've done the greatest job the last few years, and um, I really hope and I believe uh, – I've seen a different approach this year, and um, uh, let's, you know, in the end, it all comes out to what happens on the field and how well people execute. And you really don't know a draft, how good a draft is for at least two years, because, and, and especially in the environment we're in now, where we don't, I, I'm not quite sure still what our off-season training and um, learning abilities will be. Um, it's something we're working very hard with the unions today. And I, I think last year, younger players were really disadvantaged because they didn't have the time to come and learn and be part of it. And to be frank, I, I think that also 
was what happened with Cam, mm -hmm. that you know, everything was new. And when he got going, he was playing pretty well. If you remember how things were at the beginning of the season, what happened at Seattle, and then, unfortunately, for the Kansas City game. But he's more familiar with what goes on here. And, you know, just like younger players from last year, and we'll see what happens this year. Thanks again for the candor on, on, on doing this. You bet. Uh, next question, Greg Bedard, followed by Ben Volan. Hey, Robert. Um, thanks for doing this. Um, <clears throat> to sort of follow up on what uh, Tom's question, um, first of all, I, A, I would like just to, to know your general impression of watching your team last year go 7-9. and nine. I mean, after 20 years, 7-9 and nine isn't a crime or anything, but I'm just wondering what your reaction to the season was. And then related to Tom's question, um, did you have we, – we don't know how things work. Do you have a meeting with Bill after the season to say, hey, how did we get here? How did we get out of it? What assurances do you have that personnel realizes the error of their ways and they are ready to correct them? Well, okay, thanks, Greg. I appreciate it. Um, I'd answer your question by saying, you know, in the – 34 years before we owned the team, do you know how many home playoff games there were? Zero. One. And do you know how many we've had since we've owned the team the last 27 years? A lot. 27. And, you know, we went 23 and four and the previous 34 years, they were 0-1. So when you say, how did I feel? <laughs> well, I'm not going to use the word, but it was horrible. And, you know, this, after my family, the Patriots are the most important thing in my life. And I think what we can do to impact the community, but also the privilege I have of owning this team in my hometown. And it's like I said when I bought the team, I, our family is a custodian of a public asset. And the bottom line here is winning. That's what this business is. And, that, and when we don't, it's not a good feeling. And you can make, I, I'm not gonna go into how I operate and manage, but we're involved in quite a few businesses. We believe in trying to get good people and having stability in all our businesses. And I think we've sort of done that here. And, um, and the record speaks for itself. So I'm, you know, we're, we're in a business where everything is designed. So you go eight and eight or, nine and seven uh, uh, under the new setup. And, you know, the way games are scheduled, um, the teams you play, everything, the way you draft, there's no other sports league that has, everyone spends the same amount of money. So it's a real challenge. And I think that we have developed some ways of operating and analytics and things that drive us. And, the bottom line is we want to win, and when we don't, we're not happy. Next question, Ben Volan, followed by Andrew Callahan. 
Hi, Robert. Thanks a lot for doing this today. Um, happy Passover to you, and congrats on uh, getting the uh, broadcast deal done. I know that's a significant accomplishment. For you. Well, yeah. well I, you know, just on that, I, I just want to say I really think that that's a great thing for our fans and the stability for people who really love it because we're in such crazy economic times and it's it's really pretty cool to you. And I want to give credit to the union and D. Smith and the players um, for vote. If they hadn't done what they did like a month before the pandemic started, you know, we 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 wouldn't have been able to do it. And now, you know, we have something where if we manage it right, it can be great all around. No question. No question. Um, so I wanted to ask you real quick, uh, going back to Tom Brady, um, just the way last season played out, Tom uh, winning the Super Bowl and you guys going seven to nine, do you feel like that raised the stakes for you going into this season? Did, did, would you have been this aggressive in free agency if not for Tom winning the Super Bowl? Uh, I mean, Look, I, I love Tom Brady, and he's great, but he's moved on. We, what, what happened here last year was not something to our liking, and uh, we had to make the corrections and do the things. You know, it, in, in all businesses we're involved in, we try to take advantage of inefficiencies in the market in the paper business and anything. And given the, you, we're, we were in a unique cap situation uh, uh, this coming year going forward, and it allowed us to try to things, you know, we missed to a certain extent in the draft. And um, so this was our best opportunity. I don't ever think the market over the next decade will be like this unless god forbid there's another pandemic and we you know there we lost four billion dollars of revenue last year and the cap went down that hasn't really happened since i bought the team and we just happen to be in a unique situation so to be frank no this is about what's doing right for our team Next question, Andrew Callahan, followed by Jeff Howe. Hey, Robert, you were quoted a week ago saying the team used to make fun of the big spenders in free agency, and obviously the history of those teams you know, shows they don't sustain success beyond a few extra wins the following season. So is it strictly those circumstances that you've alluded to in the market that makes you believe the Patriots will be an exception to this trend now after you've set a league record for free agency? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I sure hope so. But you'll be able to evaluate that, you know. And when you're in business, there's things get up. You have an opportunity to do something. It's like I had an opportunity to buy the Patriots at a time, you know, when it was people would have advised me against it. People advised me not to hire Bill Belichick because of what happened in Cleveland. And, you know, I, 
and it's, people would say exactly what you're saying now, look at what's happened with other teams. But you got to look at the custom, customized part of what's going on. And I think we collectively made a decision that this was a unique time, and now we'll see how good our people were in 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 uh, evaluating talent and the chemistry. I mean, that's no matter how much talent you have, if you don't have good chemistry, this is a business that depends on at least 30 to 40 different players, and one guy on special teams can screw up, and you know, um, you know, something really bad happens that hurts the whole team. Um, so we'll see and we'll be able to evaluate. I'll apologize in advance to those I don't get to. There's still a lot of questions here, but we're going to take two final questions. We'll go Jeff Howe uh, followed by Bill Burt. Hey, Robert. It seems like uh, one potential remaining order of business this offseason would be Stephon Gilmore and his contract. Do you have any read on how those conversations may be going or how they may set up in the future and you have optimism that you can, you know, figure something out to keep him in town. Look, we're lucky to have Stefan Gilmore. He's a tremendous player for us, a great person. I personally had the opportunity to go to the Holy Land with he and his bride. And, you know, he he's just so gifted and he's under contract for us with us and We'll see what happens. And we'll do the last question, Bill Bird. Hey, Bob. How are you? Good. You? Very good. Very good. Um, so, Bob, I've I've been around this team since like 1986, and uh, and I gotta admit the the draft day, uh, the, the draft. Sorry, the opening day of free agency was among the most interesting. Um, you know. Expending, and I, I read what you said uh, and heard earlier about expending, you know, more capital than ever before, and I, I think among the most ever in free agency. Uh, so, can you talk just a little bit about that day and your input? Uh, I'm assuming over the years, and I think you've talked about it, when a big deal is made, when you're expending a lot of money, you'll sit with Bill, or Bill will give you a quick call, or I'm assuming, you know, you. You, you know, not that you're going to say any, say don't do it. You just want to know. But so much went down, and it, it wasn't. It was expensive. And were were you part of the entire day? Did you give Bill an open checkbook? And what was it like for you the whole day, just watching all these guys come in? Well, first I'll say I had the pleasure of uh, on a tennis court meeting your brother down there. At least he said he was your. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and uh, he's a nice fella. Um, so, um, look, I I don't know enough uh, to give input on the quality of players. I do understand business, and I do know how to look at analytics and evaluate. But this was a team effort in the part of our uh, personnel department uh, there's three or four very active with Bill, and it, and they were so thorough. I 
I, I don't. I, I well, we've never been in the position we've been in. So, seeing um, uh, we did, you know, one of the things to us is doing the background checks and the amount of background checks and um, you know, Bill, Bill and I um, are able to work this out um, in a way that we think is best for the franchise. And it's pretty much been that way. What he's been with us 21 years. Um, he's maybe the best ever to do it. And I don't think stability and continuity in coaches in, in the modern era has been uh, a stable. So I'm pretty happy with our working relationship. And I hope, I mean, I think anyone who knows, knows we invested what we had to, to put us in the best position to win. That hasn't been the style we've used, but conditions have changed and we were in a unique space. And I hope and pray it works the way our plan was. Just a quick addition. So do you expect to be a contender this year? Well, I've learned um, uh, not, <laughs> I expect to be a contender every year. So, um, you know, that's my objectives. Last year was very disappointing. And, the, and, and I really do believe that the uh, Cam getting COVID and what it did to the team and it, it, it changed a lot when we were in a good place. And now we'll have a chance to see. Look, uh, I want to tell you, uh, I want to thank all of you for adapting. I'm sorry for our technical mishap and here at the beginning. And I, I hope we have a great year and I, Look forward to seeing you all. Thank you very much. Thanks, Bob. Bye-bye.